Hello and welcome to another edition of Sustainable Business. My name's Anthony Day and my aim is to bring you up to date with the issues that affect your business in terms of things like climate change and pollution and resource depletion and energy security. In fact, there's so much going on that I really feel sorry I can only scratch the surface. But anyway, this week, have you got a pension and do you think it's going to be worth anything? Training to be green. And also, I visited, on your behalf of course, the Low Carbon Innovations Exchange in Harrogate. So what's your pension worth? Nick Silver is chairman of the Environmental Research Group at the Institute of Actuaries. And he recently wrote an article for the Actuary magazine called Managing Carbon Risk. You can find it at the website www.the-actuary.org.uk and you look under the back numbers for September. Now principally this article was about the Carbon Disclosure Project. I don't want to talk about that in detail at the moment because I want to do an interview with Nick in the next few weeks and I will put it up on this podcast. But the points that he drew out in his article indicated that insurance people are beginning to recognize that there is a risk. There is a risk that if they don't take the management of carbon seriously it will damage business. First of all there's a physical risk and we're fully aware of physical risks like floods and so on which result from unseasonal weather and a destabilized climate. There's regulatory risk Organisations may have to participate in emissions trading schemes. They may be subject to penalties or taxes if they don't manage their carbon responsibly. There's the competitive risk, because we've spoken in previous podcasts about consumer perceptions. If you are not seen to be green, you may well lose market share. And that's tied up very much with the reputational risk. If a company has not got a reputation for doing the responsible thing that can damage its chances and ultimately its profitability. So what's this got to do with pensions? Well it's got to do with what your pension funds are invested in. The fund managers have got to take these issues into account. The fund managers have got to recognize that carbon management is a key issue these days. Another issue of course arises out of the Stern report You'll remember that Sir Nicholas Stern produced his report about a year ago now on the economic effects of climate change. And his conclusion was that we needed to spend 1% of GDP each year in order to mitigate, to reduce, to tackle the worst effects of climate change. Because if we didn't, we'd be looking at much, much bigger penalties and much, much bigger costs in the future. Now, 1% doesn't sound like a great deal, but if economic growth is between 2 and 3%, a 1% penalty is a very substantial reduction. If growth is not going to be as rapid as it has been in the past, then the performance of the investments that pension managers and others invest in will not be what's expected. So hence my question, what will your pension be worth in the future? Before we move on, I'd just like to talk about a survey of a thousand insurance professionals. It's an unpublished survey, but it was recently carried out. And one of the questions was, 
Climate change is predicted to lead to an increase in natural catastrophes and heat waves and to more and extended extreme weather. To what extent have you considered these possible effects on your clients? 85.9% answered, I've not considered them. One company that certainly is considering the effects of climate change on its clients is Motivaction. Recently they held a showcase for clients and I caught up with Peter Scott, Chairman of Motivaction's Advisory Board. Well today I'm with Peter Scott, Chairman of the Advisory Board at Motivaction. Tell us first, Peter, what the core business of Motivaction is. Well, essentially it's about inspiring people through a process of motivation, communication or education. So we deliver a whole series of events, team building, conferences, incentives, um, and all the other things needed to help people to go through change. And how does the green dimension fit into that? Well, essentially, uh, we ourselves are very committed to uh, becoming a greener business, and in fact we have done. We've implemented a change which has driven a carbon footprint reduction of 30% in just six months. So we're now carbon neutral. But, but So we're then applying that to provide greener events for our clients who are starting to ask for it of course more importantly perhaps we're helping our clients to achieve that change so we've developed events that will actually help people through the process of awareness engagement and into action right so today's event is a showcase what's the purpose uh, of today it is a showcase as you say it's an opportunity for people to think about uh, what climate change means to us all and actually understand it if they need educating anymore so it completes the awareness piece the second part is engagement so it's understanding uh, enough to become engaged and to rationalize what can be done um, in in business because we are prime movers in in the community now um, so it's then about how we can action that. So Motive Action is showcasing some of its new events to help people uh, through that process as well as providing a background through four excellent speakers uh, to help with that education process and awareness. Right. And do you think you're pushing an open door? Are people listening to the message? Has it got through? I think we are. I think that inevitably there's a proportion of people who uh, take the message very firmly and are, are already doing something about it. Some companies are well down the track uh, and are already carbon neutral. Uh, there are others indeed though that are paying lip service to it and uh, there's a degree of resistance um, really I suppose in the, in the infrastructure of the business. Right, so when you meet a company for the first time what's your message? We're not trying to convince people there is an issue, we're assuming they, they accept there is an issue. What we're trying to do is to, is to help people to understand that they can actually make a difference and to demonstrate the capability that we have to help them make a difference. And are you optimistic about the future? I am. I think that more and more people are understanding that there is a genuine issue. More and more people are becoming engaged. We're starting to find that people want us to drive those kind of events for them and they're also starting to take the carbon offsets and so on that are about... Uh, providing a greener event. Thank you very much for that. Peter Scott from Motive Action. This week I went to the Low Carbon Innovations Exchange in Harrogate. This was a conference with a difference, although there were one or two formal presentations. The main part of the event was taken up with roundtable sessions. In other words, there were at least four sessions throughout the day and for each session there were at least 20 different tables, each table with a facilitator, each group discussing a different topic.
I think this was quite a powerful way of disseminating knowledge because it wasn't a question of going around to seminars and listening to people talking. It was a question of joining a discussion group and exchanging ideas. Certainly my own table, where I did a brief presentation entitled Too Little Too Late, had quite a lively discussion. All sorts of different sectors and organisations were represented. My group included people in portable generation, in portable buildings, representatives from local authorities and from a university, somebody from the printing industry, somebody else from the courier industry, and a health and safety manager from the pharmaceutical industry. In addition to the discussion groups, there was a range of trade stands. Quite a lot of them seemed to be promoting smart metering. But one of the things that I learnt at this conference is that smart metering is going to become a legal requirement for all but the very smallest organisations relatively soon. You're going to have to have some sort of system which gives you a real-time or almost real-time readout of the energy consumption on your premises. And that, of course, is aimed at getting you to cut it back. Well, that's all for this week. I leave you with the thought that as I record this on Sunday the 28th of October, oil is currently trading at $91.90. That's a 21-year high. And I'm afraid that I believe it can only go higher. So at this point, I could say, if you have been, thank you for listening. But I've been asked by the owners of that tagline not to do so. So all I will say is, if you're serious about sustainable business, have a look at my website, anthony-day.com, and have a good week.